The views and opinions expressed by any hosts or guests of WJMS Radio do not reflect the beliefs of its owners or associates. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to WJMS Radio or the show hosts whose words, advice, and or opinions appear from or on our website or on air. in the stores, boy, let me tell you, to be me is a task, but I'm stuck free in this rat race, and I make it look like a blast, pray to God, I hope this pass, came a long way from my past, but my cosmetics so filled up, I gotta be nice to talk trash, pinky finger, evil laugh, scheming why they dreaming, knowing that purple cloud this evening, so every picture, they catch me cheesing, so I say swerve, cause that's my word, cause I think I'm seeing in 3D, like I don't know where I am, so I'm waiting till they see me. Please don't adjust your TV. Just check the volume and turn up. Spit so gasoline, so every track bound to get burned up. I'm in my zone. Catch me in my zone. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Yeah, you can catch me in my zone. I'm in my zone. Catch me in my zone. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Yeah, you can catch me in my zone. I'm 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 in my zone. 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 I'm in my zone. I'm in my zone. Hello, Internet, Philly, Jersey, Delaware, New York, Hogwarts, Wakanda, London, Germany, Berlin. Anybody that's in the earshot of your boy, it is another Wednesday night, March 20th to be exact year 2019 if you're wondering where your girl is she's probably listening to your boy wjms big smiles events presents the we are here radio show hosted by me tommy two thumbs aka tommy flame aka the bull with the lots of respect and my favorite co-host just james what's good boy how you doing i'm good how you doing tired stressed. my favorite phrase past couple years has been like i'm stressed but i'm grinding at the same thing i'm that's my whole my feel. Oh. Because every day is something. <laughs> well, okay then. Well, okay then. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm all right. I'm all right. So I'm a, before we even get into the show today, I'm going to start off and tell y'all that today is a bad lung day for me. Um, and yeah, so what I mean by that is I had my lung drain this morning, which is normal. Like, I mean, at least it's my normal at this point. Uh, and they got 300 milliliters, which was a little upsetting for me because I was, before I was averaging, um, I was averaging 250, which was exciting. So I was like, yay, 250, this is good, this is good. And then they hit 300 today, and I was like, wait, that is not good. Um, but anyway, so. Way too, much. Huh? Too much. So way too much, way too much. What do you mean, way too much? I mean, oh, that's not, any fluid I mean, in your lungs is too much fluid, to be honest with you. But yeah, so for me. I started off when I got this catheter in, I had 400 milliliters coming out three times a week. So now it's down to 250 or 300. So that's progress. But anyway, 
So I'm also fighting off a little bit of a cold because this medication also makes my immune system a little weak sometimes. So I don't think this is from anybody specifically because I haven't been to work besides today and I've had this since before today. Um, But I think it's like, it's the weather. The weather is messing with me because it's been like, hey, it's nice out. Just kidding, it's cold. And I'm like, hey, sleep in a t-shirt. Nope, okay, sleep in sweatpants. And I think my body has just kind of had it with the temperature adjustments. So like now... I'm already breathing at lowered capacity because I have freaking cancer. But <laughs> like now with a cold on top of that, I'm like not getting even more enough oxygen, if that makes sense. So it's like and then, you know, taking deep breaths today hurts for some reason. So it's it's a bad lung day. But I'm a I'm a power through this this episode tonight and then I'm a smoothly take a nice hot shower and relax because I need to. So yeah. <laughs> You gotta take care of them vocals, man. I'm sure you know people love to hear the sweet sounds of just jam and then Wednesday evening. Maybe not tonight. Not tonight. Not so much. But yeah. <laughs> struggling, man, struggling. But I'm good though. I'm good. I'm I'm living. So it could be worse. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, all right, good. Good. We still we're not a hundred percent guys, but we, we out here. We we, out here we are out here. <laughs> we sorta out here. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, no, I was going to say in terms of the show itself for this evening, um, not sure if the phone lines are working, but you can always reach out to us on Facebook. We are live right now on Facebook, so you can chat us and let us know what you think. Um, shout out to the folks that are watching right now, uh, and the folks that tune in regularly to hear the sweet melodic voice, as Tommy quote unquote says, um, but yeah, we got a good show for you guys tonight. Again, social media at WJMS Radio, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, all that good stuff. A little bit of YouTube content as well if you're interested. Um, yeah, and we're going to have a good show. We are talking about uh, Operation Varsity Blues, which is this um, Lori Lachlan and Felicity Huffman, you know, college admissions scandal that's going on right now. So we're we're going to be talking about that and kind of weighing, uh, weighing in on the topic, basically. So hopefully we can get some comments from you guys in the chat. But before we do, T, what was your, what were you going to say? I know you had a rant or something for tonight, right? A rant? Um, You know what? I, I have a rant, but it's not like, no, it's a good rant. It's, it's a rant. I have an issue. I've been just having an issue with, like, I don't want to say bill collectors, but, like, customer service people and, like, these companies that get authorization to go and take money out of your account without you knowing about it. Yeah. Like, it's just the weirdest situation how they can take your money all weekend, any hour of the day, any hour of the night, on a holiday, on on day. It doesn't matter what the holiday is, what the occasion. They will take your, they will take money from you. But then when it comes to them realizing, oh, we made a mistake, we have to give you money back. Oh, it's going to take five to 10 business days yeah. or oh, I mean, we have up to 30 to 60 business days until we can return. Like, our, like, dude, like the same switch you flipped to take the money from me, switch that and give me my damn money back. Yep. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm just so irked. Like today is Wednesday and literally every day for like a week now, I've been on the phone with somebody from customer service somewhere arguing about how, Y'all need to give me my money back. Like my job signed me up for some like insurance. <laughs> I, I shouldn't even be qualified for because I just started working this job and yeah. taking the money out. It's like twenty percent copay on one hundred and fifty dollars per pay period. Like there's just so much they're taking out. 
And I'm like, yo, like I've been calling people all day left and right, cursing people out about giving me my money back. But then, you know, you only get to call up until four o'clock, not five. You know, they close at five. They're going to stop answering the phone at four. And then you're not going to get anybody between 11 and one because everybody's on lunch. And then if they open at eight, you really can't call and get somebody until nine. So you have these small windows Monday through Friday. And then not even Friday because people don't work on Friday. So Monday through Thursday, you have this small window of time to get things done. And then you just have to wait for them to decide when they want to get around to do their job. And then when you get on the phone with a customer service person, you cussing them out, telling them what you need or how they can help you, then they act like they got a problem with you. Like, you the one that did this thing for the I you think I wanted to call you today? Like, it's just, oh, it's just, man. Shout out to people who work with customer service and who are gracious and understand people's plight and take the time to listen and help out people on a regular basis. God bless you. I appreciate you. You are a real one. You are a real true. She was a chick that I talked to customer service this week, and she was excellent. She helped me out. She was not like the other chick who, you know, not not to be uh, uh, racist or, you know, prejudiced or anything like that, but the Indian lady was no help to me. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. She was no help. And I love when you get hooked up with the people down south with the accent. Just, oh, thank you. Oh, I'll help you out. No problem. And it's just, you know, I just, man, I'm just irritated. Like, you got to press one for English, and then they put you on the phone with someone who English is like their third language. Like, they just. It's... Yep. Uh, also, side note, this catheter is so itchy. Lord have mercy. Jesus, Ew. take the wheel. Ew. It is. I don't know what you want me to tell you. This... That's not a good segue. I'm just saying, like, I can't stop scratching my ribs. That's disgusting. No, it's because it's healing. That's the problem. And it's this thing is sutured in in two spots, and the stitches are healed. So it's like, it's just itching. And it's like, you know, you can't scratch the stitches because, like, that's not good. But, ah. Ew. What? Talking about your stitching. We're real. We're real on the show. We out here. All right. So y'all getting it real rap raw. I don't care. I ain't that far out there, man. That's that's you too far out, man. Come see, back a little bit. See, you a sometimes friend. You a fake supporter. Like <laughs> <laughs> you ain't really down to ride. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we digress. <laughs> we, we, we digress. Like we always do. Um. So yes. Uh. For the folks, oh, wait, real quick, real quick yeah. before we get started, like fully, fully. Shout out to uh, Normal Jean. She just recently did a um artist showcase at the full art gallery it's uh it's amazing i think she has another one coming up on the 7th unfortunately i don't think i'm going to be able to be there but it's going to be an amazing event so if you guys are in the philadelphia area near the Gerard section of philadelphia on saturday um the 7th please show love to normal gene shout out to suzanne christine she just dropped an amazing single called fallen tears i've been playing it on repeat all day it's my jam just shout out to the incredible women this month, man. And then y'all just have y'all International Women Day the other day or something like that, even though yeah. I feel like every day is somehow International Women Day. Whatever. Like, you know, so, shout, so, so celebrate the um, strong women in your life, man. Yeah, March 8th was, uh, I think it was International Women's Day. Um, but yeah, man, that's what's up. So, yeah, shout out to, to Normal Jean. She always doing her thing, though. I be seeing her on Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff, and I I see her. I be seeing her from a distance. So, yeah. You don't understand. I, I, I'm just in love with her music. She's gotten me. Her she's tracks that just have gotten me so 
so far past certain situations and just like she has a song for every movie. Like becoming one of my like favorite artists, period. And I really hope that she goes far. Shout out to her. I stand in for normal gene and the opportunity I get. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, all right. We want to get into this conversation or what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I feel about tonight's topic. I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I have no idea how I feel about it. Because as a parent, like, you know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead, introduce yourself. All right. So for those folks that don't know or haven't heard, uh, last week, um, Lori Lachlan, aka Aunt Becky from Full House, Uncle Jesse will be very disappointed. Uh, <laughs> her and Felicity Huffman um, got busted in this college admissions scandal where they, you know, reportedly or allegedly, I would say allegedly, even though it was been proved, but whatever, they allegedly paid uh, Lori McLaughlin, Lori Lachlan paid five hundred thousand dollars to get her daughter into USC. Um, and Felicity Huffman paid a big amount of money and like faked this whole entire persona of her daughter to get her daughter into school as well. Um, and it just sort of like they got exposed because there was a, a, a college counselor guy or a college admissions person who was sort of behind the scenes. Um, I think his name is uh, William Rick Singer, and he was like the ringleader and he basically paid something like $25 million was paid like $25 million to help like 750 families gain unfair access to some of these universities um, by doing certain things. Like he would have the students pretend to be dumb, you know, in terms of like with the counselors and stuff like that and whatever, so that they could get placed into college prep testing or college courses or whatever you want to call it. So they could take their entrance exams under a certain proctor and that proctor would then take that information or take their test and correct it for them and submit the correct answers so they could get access to these schools. Or he would, you know, they would pay money, um, you know, like he was basically setting them up so that they would get access to, you know, special privileges or, you know, you know, needed privileges because they're not at the same level as other students, basically. And then he would, you know, once they get into that program or once they got into that office or whatever, they would doctor the test, so they would take the test for them and so on and so forth. Um, the parents supposedly had Photoshopped the daughter's head onto somebody else's, an athlete's body to make her look like she was on the row team to get her admitted as a student, um, athlete, basically. So it's just kind of like in in busting William Rick Singer, the police sort of pulled back the carpet on this whole entire college admissions scandal ring um, of more than 50 people, including Felicity Huffman and Lori Lachlan, who have done similar things or who have used his help to get their children into these prestigious universities rather than having their kids actually earn their way into these colleges, they bought their way into the colleges. Um, and it's been like this big scandal. Now both of them are facing jail time. Um, you know, they're, they're looking at all of these different charges and stuff to throw at them. And, you know, I'm I'm with you in terms of like I don't know how I feel about this conversation because I'm not a parent, but I know as a parent, if I had the means to get my child into a school, although I wouldn't go about it the way they did it because there's more to the story than this, but like I would I would you know do what parents typically do: you buy the library or you you know buy the furniture for the new building or you purchase a wing of something. You know, like you you let the administration know, like hey, just so you know, I got money and I could be a donor to your school. And that's the nod, which is totally legal, by the way. That's the nod to get your child, you know, maybe them to look at their application or whatever. You're not paying them to get into the school. What you're doing is just saying, hey, just so you know, I could potentially be a donor down the line. And maybe you should check out my daughter's application. 
that's legal and that's perfectly fine. You know, you're also buying or funding something important for the university. So it kind of, it works out, but it's like these folks straight up gave the school $500,000. Like, no, you're going to admit my kid. This is like her tuition. Here you go. Here's $500,000 just to get her into the school over and above tuition or, you know, faking an entire persona to get them admitted as a student athlete. And they're not even on the crew team and they don't even have, they're not even on the crew team currently. So it's like, that's not the way to do it. As a parent, yes, if you have the opportunity to give your kids things that you didn't have or the opportunity to make sure they succeed, you should do that. But you should do it the right way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, that's kind of where I draw the line at. Because I'm like, why would y'all, like, really? And I need to look at this list and see the 50 people that are on this list. Because I'm curious to see, like, what are the schools and all that kind of stuff that, that w- this was going on at. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm wouldn't be surprised if there were more than just the ones that were on that list. Like, it's going to keep, you know, it's what most things, once you flip the lights on, all the roaches just go scatter. You know what I mean? So, like, you're go- we're going to hear over the next couple of weeks or the next couple of months or even the next couple of years of more of these universities that are involved in the scandal. You know what I mean? And Because like, it's not just the one guy who's a proctor and the one admissions person. You know, in order to get a student from high school level into a college university and a prestigious college university at that, it's a process. Their application, their paperwork, their essay goes through a couple different hands before, you know, the first day of school. So I'm, you know, it's definitely going, it's definitely going to come out that it's more than just the people that we're hearing about. But like you said, like I don't, I don't know how I feel about it because, like, I mean, even you know, I don't feel like you have to be a parent for this to affect you because even people who just attended college themselves, like you know how difficult it was for you to get into college, to go through the application process, taking your SAT, yep. all that. And, like, I even know people who got into college and didn't take SAT. So just that split there of people who took SAT and didn't take the SAT, that difference of work. But then to be the student and to almost have done nothing, you know what I mean, to get to the point that you just need to be financially well off. And then it's not even about you being financially well off, but about your family and your parents. I think that's just, you know, that's that's white privilege at its best. You know what I mean? Like that's that that's the mighty one percenter getting more than the rest of us. You know, like we all, it was always that stigma about universities, you know, typecasting for lack of better phrases, only admitting certain kind of students, and you know, certain universities are whitewashed where there's a majority of this race that goes here than the other. And like hearing about this, it almost makes you feel like okay, so that entire thing is planned now. Like, yeah. these admission people are purposely putting kids who they know are not as smart as they should be in their universities because they've been paid off, but are also being paid to stay in the university. Like, I know I worked my damnness to get into Temple, and I worked my hardest to stay in Temple, and to know that there might have been students I'm standing next to who mom just paid an extra amount of money and bought the library that now they're here versus me who did my hard work. Like, that's a slap in the face. And, you know, like you said, it's completely legal to buy the library or to make a large donation towards the school. And, you know, because you did that, they also nudge people to look at your kid's application. But I feel like that shouldn't be legal. Like when you think about athletes, college athletes who, you know, they're not supposed to be approached by agents and sports teams and different things like that, or they're not supposed to accept bribes or different things like that in order to go to a university or to go to a certain team. But we hear all the time that they do. There's backdoor stuff that happens, you know, but that's illegal. So I feel like it's the same thing. 
Like, you shouldn't be able to bribe anybody or you shouldn't be able to donate anything towards anything in order for somebody to get into to excel academically. If these universities are supposed to be set for these students who are smart enough to get into them, then that's just how it should be. And that's how the playing field should be leveled. And that will give the incentive for students and parents to work that much harder to educate themselves to get into these universities. But if I know in the back of my mind, I don't have to do anything and I can get to this level my parents to pay for it, then so be it. And like a lot of cases, you know, when I was doing my research about this, there were a lot of cases that said the kids didn't even know that their parents were involved in it. Yeah. But I would argue that there are some cases where the kids didn't know that their parents were doing it. Or they may not have known outright this was going on, but they know they ain't that smart to get into Harvard. You know what I mean? And I think that once this came out and the kids didn't find out, um, you know, I had this confidence that I'm in this prestigious university. And then to find out later, the only reason I'm here is my mom paid somebody off. Like, that, you know, that's a hurt piece. That's going to hurt them even more in the long run. You know, like, I don't know. I just it's, no, I agree. I'm indifferent about it. Because, I agree you know, like 100%. I said, as a parent, I would love to be able to snap my fingers and make a wish and pay some money to get my daughter into a great school. But at the same time, I want her to deserve it and work for it and get there because it would mean that much more to her if she works for it, you know? Yeah, and I mean, let me go back because it's the, and Steve checks in on Facebook. I'm gonna read his comment in a second, and he's getting he says exactly what I what I meant to say and didn't say well enough. It's not that you know you buy the library and your kid gets into the school. It's that you know your kid still has to earn their way into the school. But as an alumni of the university or what, like say I wanted my daughter or son to go to Arcadia University, they know that I'm an alumni. And if I have, you know, my daughter or son wants to go there, I could say, hey, I'm going to purchase the castle or I'm going to purchase a wing of the castle. Or I'm going to pay for the, you know, the upgrades to the castle, you know, as an alumni. And then it's not necessarily preferential treatment, but you, you get like some additional consideration. So Steve checks in on Facebook and says, let's distinguish this from true legacy admissions where the children of alumni get additional but not special consideration. Um, this is payola bypassing the standard process with money. Yeah. So there's there's definitely a difference between the two. Um, I didn't probably voice that the right way when I first said it. But, yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. And in terms of what makes me angry about this whole thing is that Lori Loughlin's daughter didn't even want to go to college in the first place. So not only did she go through the back door to get her into the school, her daughter doesn't even want to be there in the first place. She's like, I kind of just want to be on YouTube and, like, be an influencer. And she actually went on record and said that. And she had to go back, of course, and apologize because people were like, yo, there are people that are – dying for the opportunity just to go to college and you don't even appreciate you know the fact that you are in the school right now so she had to go on record and apologize for saying that but she went on record first and said that she didn't really care about college and she didn't really care how she did or really want to be there you know so it's like they're paying to get these kids into these schools and taking the spot of a child that really really deserves and really wants to go to that school wants to be there and would be that good student for what like for what reason if you had that kind of money homeschool your kid and get them like a homeschool degree like i mean you know like if you got that kind of money does a college degree really matter at that stage of the game you know what i mean like you have money you can basically buy whatever empire it is that you're looking to buy like it's it's i don't know it just makes me angry i wouldn't go as far as to say that because money doesn't solve everything broke us broke folks think that it does but it doesn't because people who have money have you know, have issues in itself. I, so I completely understand that. Um, even though some of their issues are self-warranted based off of their wealth, still, you know, whatever. But um, No, but I mean, it's like, it's um, one of those things where, you know, if you have the kind of money and your child is not interested in going to school, then why waste your money 
trying to buy their way into the school in the first place. Like whatever it is that they want to do, buy them the resources they need to do it. You know what I mean? Like, don't. Jay Sidebar is the um. You live on Facebook right now, right? Yeah, I am. Because I'm setting up the watch party. Is it um? Is it is your video private? Because people that are in the watch party can't see the video because it's set to private. Uh, it could be. It might be. It probably is. Um. No, we got like 20 people in the watch party right now, so I'm pretty sure they're looking at a black screen, so I think you need to change the privacy. Well, I can't do that while I'm in it. I have to like end the whole video and then, okay, hold on. Uh, Anyway, well, no, but um, what what was I was going to say something to a point that you were making just now um, about the, was it about the library thing? Or no, yeah, like what you were saying, like the, the, like, some of these kids don't even want to go to the university or some of these kids don't even want to be at that place. You know, they want to do other things. And like, I don't, I don't know. That's what I was going to say. I wouldn't go as far as to say that college isn't as important because they have money because education can open so many, so many more doors that um, money just can't, you know, and eventually that money may run out. You never know what I had to pass to go bankrupt. And then you have that knowledge to fall back on that degree to fall back on that you can then use you know amass more wealth so i don't really necessarily think you know that's the case um nor do i argue that oh well you know if you have money why pay off a university you just homeschool your kid like you want your kid to go to a university you want your kid to go to the best school regardless but i just feel like the the want and the need and like the push for a kid to go to a great university should start at elementary middle high school level you shouldn't start just just start thinking about college and university at the junior and twelfth grade year, and then you're trying to figure out how you're gonna pay for it or what school they're gonna go to. Like, I feel like you should start having that kind of conversation about higher education with your kids at a very very young age. A lot of time, us as parents, we tell our kids, "Oh, you know, graduate high school, you turn 18, you gotta get out of my house." And like, that's not really the case. We oftentimes leave kids in a bad situation by doing that. Like, we're not all done as parents when they turn 18. We're done as parents when we're going from this earth or they're going from this earth. You know what I mean? So, like, it should be stressed to them that after high school, you go to college. The same way it's stressed to you that after middle school, you go to high school. Like, it should just be the norm of the next step. I don't want to hear the whole college isn't for everybody because high school and school isn't for everybody, but it's a requirement. So, I feel like we're moving forward into a stage of life where that's a requirement. A trade, a college degree, some kind of after high school education is a requirement in order to do anything in life. And that should be a conversation that we're having with kids early on. So that by the time they first walk into the high school on that first day, they're already kind of prepared for what they came here to do. They got to get those grades a certain kind of way so that they can get into the university. And I don't know about you, but anybody that's listening, if you've ever worked hard for something, I mean really, really worked hard over the course of a couple months or a couple years. And then when you succeed and you get what you worked for, that feeling is amazing. It's an amazing feeling. And I want my kids to have that feeling with education. So I, by all means, like I don't, I don't feel like, no, money's just not going to solve that problem. I, I disagree a little bit only because you said, you know, I don't want to hear that college isn't for everybody because college really isn't for everybody, like to be honest. And as somebody who's gone through college, you should know that. You know, you've seen the people that, didn't want to be there, didn't go to class, didn't do X, Y, and Z. College was not for them. They didn't want to be in high school, you know, so making them go to college was really just a waste of money and a waste of their time because they weren't going to get anything out of it. 
So in those kinds of cases, those types of students either need to go to a trade school. Like I believe secondary education is very important, yes, because especially nowadays in today's economy, having a bachelor's degree is essentially like having a high school diploma. You know, like they're like offering people with bachelor's degrees $11 an hour jobs. And you're like, I'm sorry, where they do that at? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's essentially the same thing at this point. So not having that kind of degree can be problematic and is starting to become problematic for a lot of people. But there are things like trade schools and stuff like that where you can learn a trade and you can learn something that you can literally start a business off of. You can, you know, go into a shop. You can do all kinds of things, all kinds of jobs that are necessary in today's society that we're starting to see get outsourced, that we're starting to see, you know, become like sort of like like Uber, like, you know, require like ride sharing type situations. Um, but you can go to a different type. You can go to a trade school and you can go to different types of school to get those types of education so that you can at least hold down a job to support your family and your you know responsibilities. But not everybody is built for college. Not everybody can handle college. Not everybody wants to be in college. And that is just the way it is. But if you are a family that you're like, no, you have to go to college. That's that's it. That's all you like. There's no option. Then, I mean, that's it. That's that's the only option that folks have, unfortunately. And I mean, they just have to either tough their way through it. Or they just fail out, <laughs> you know. Like you either sink or you I swim. I, I just can't. I can't agree with that. Like wearing pants may not be for everybody, but it's a requirement of the law. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I'm not comfortable wearing a shirt all the time, but I can't come outside topless. I have to put on a shirt. You know what I mean? So like I, I just I feel like that whole argument of I feel like that college isn't for everybody argument was created to keep certain kind of people out of college. I, I just do. Like mm-hmm. it is. It's hard work. It's not for everybody. Like. It's very difficult. And yes, I, I have seen the stories of people who go into college that completely waste waste their time, waste their money. But that's like that's a bad thing. Like because of like you're not supposed to do that. Like the same way how you go to high school and you don't like it but you gotta grit your teeth to get that diploma is the same thing you should do for college. I don't think that we should be grooming people to get jobs. I think we should be grooming people to get careers. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you shooting for the career and then getting the job. I understand that. Absolutely nothing wrong with somebody who wants to be a carpenter. So you go to the carpentry school, you go to the trade school to become a carpenter. Exactly. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I feel like the first option or the option you should be shooting for should be a college, should be an accredited university before you start thinking about the trade school. You can go to a university and then still go to a trade school. Now you got a college degree and you got a trade. Now, I agree to disagree. Like, you're you're basically saying that everybody has to go to college. Everybody should go to college, period. End of story. That's not the case. Like... That's not the case. What about I mean, the people that go into the army? What well, there's other ways to do it. Like, okay, there are people who go to the army. You're absolutely right. And the army will pay for your college for a reason. Like yeah. even people who go to college and, and you know ultimately realize it's it's not something. Like sometimes you don't even necessarily have to go to college go to to, to graduate. Sometimes you could go to college to meet the people that will ultimately you start your business with. The experience of college, I feel like itself. Is, is an, it, just, it should be a necessity. I just feel like it should be. And part of the reason why it's so difficult is because the structure of our education system as is. College shouldn't be as expensive as it is, for one. And if it wasn't as expensive, and if it was structured to be an inclusive learning experience for all kinds of learners, then we'd be having a different kind of conversation. Yeah, but we're not, you know, and it's not, so we can't say that. that college is for everybody because of the way that it's set up. So if it was set up differently to be for everybody, then we wouldn't have a problem. Exactly. So you just negated your entire argument because college is not set up to be for everybody, you know, like, and that's not the society that we live in. That's not the type of, of economy that we live in, unfortunately. So in that sense, 
you can't say everybody should go to college. Everybody has to go to college. Some people can't do that. And some people just want to be the carpenter. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with somebody who just wants to be the carpenter. Let them go to the trade yeah, school and be a carpenter. If my daddy was a carpenter, person. my granddaddy was a carpenter, every every daddy before me was a carpenter, and I want to be a carpenter, then I'm not going to Harvard to sit through fundamentals class when all I want to do is pick up a hammer and, and hit some nails. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it, college absolutely. doesn't have to be for everybody. But I, I will say that my problem comes when the guy that says, oh, college isn't, isn't for everybody. College is not for me. So I'm going to go to a trade school. Like, that's the problem I had. Like, not necessarily the person who wants to go to a trade school, who wants to become an electrician. So this is what you do. I get that. I have a problem with the person who wants to become an electrician because they don't want to go to college and they know electricians make money. That's the problem I have. Well, you didn't say that in the beginning. You should have said that from the beginning. Well, I, I thought I made that clear. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think people should aspire to go to college first and then trade after. That's just me. I mean, even if, even, but it, I don't, it's the same thing though. Cause like if I want to be a carpenter, right? I go to a trade school, I become a carpenter. My first week on a job, I break my arm. Now I can't be a carpenter no more. Now this degree that I have, where this trade that I have in carpentry, I can't use. So then I got to go back to school. When I'm going to get another trade? No. If I went to a university, then ultimately I have a college degree to fall back on. And if, in case this doesn't work out, I have a backup plan. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense because if you go to college and you get a degree, you could break your arm with a degree and still have no job. Like, that's why we have an entire yeah, generation of people that, that can't get jobs right now. The economy is garbage. But you have a degree, though, so you could that take don't that mean degree anything. And, and use it for something else. That doesn't always mean anything. Like, talk to the people right now that can't get jobs with a college degree. Just having a degree doesn't guarantee you anything. I am a product. I am a product of that environment. I understand completely. I know folks. I know dudes who graduated with honors and can't find a job. Absolutely. The same way I know people who went to trade schools and don't and can't find a job. Same people I know who went to trade schools, didn't finish the trade school, and sit in the same situation they're in. People can go to college. Like, first of all, trade school or like those type of things aren't that much different from college. It's still a you know, it's still a classroom setting. So if exactly. you can't deal with that classroom setting, what makes you think you can deal with this one? Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's the that's the problem. Like, just because you have the degree or just because you have X, Y and Z doesn't guarantee you, you know, the position or the job. So you saying you have to go to college, you have to do this. Like, exactly. So, like, why are we telling people you have to go to college? You have to do this. You have to do that. I'm saying it's not a guarantee. However, you get your best chance with this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, whatever you say. Close to a guarantee is you're going to get as far as I'm I'm sorry. That's just me. But I know from from doing different things, but I'm in a room talking to people. Wait. And I say, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Community college. Time out, time out, pause. Wait a minute. I think we have a caller, and I think that caller is on air with us as we speak. Is that the case? I certainly hope so. Hey! Oh, my God. Skype finally got the ish together. What? The phone system works. Can we just get a slow clap? Good evening. Good evening, Jams. Good evening, Tommy. Hi, Dad. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, you know who this is. Yeah. This is Steve from Allentown. So... Hi, Tommy. I, welcome to How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm going to start off different. Uh, Tommy, I actually am am not in disagreement with your argument. What? And here's why. 
No, 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 no. Hang on. Hang on, James. I, 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 this one, actually, the argument works on both sides. The, the difficulty comes into we are in a society now that places more value on labels and, uh, you know, what things you have hanging on your wall than the quality and the knowledge of the person. And as long as that's the case, you know, people who come out with a degree from, you know, Auntie Ethel's School of Engineering versus those that come from MIT or Harvard or, or Caltech uh, are going to have a leg up. Now, to, to Jan, to your side of the argument, um, I agree. College is not a, a priority for everyone. All right. Um, you know, and, and I can speak from personal experience. All three of my children have attended post-secondary education. Not all three of them went directly from high school. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a level of maturity and capability and discipline that you need to go into college. And not everybody has that when they walk across and get that high school diploma. So there are alternatives, and, you know, we should encourage our children to pursue their happiness, not some goal that we as parents define for them. Yes. So, you know, both sides of the argument hold, hold water here. Um, you know, but, you know, as long as we continue to make it, as you said, Tommy, an absolute that, you know, I went to college, your grandfather went to college, therefore you're going to college whether you like it or not. We are setting our young people up for less than success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I agree. I'm so happy to have you on the phone with us right now. Like for anybody who's listening, y'all know the beef I've been having with Skype for like the last ever, forever. So like to have to have you on the phone with us at the same time was like, I was like, wait a minute. This says I can merge the calls together. Let me push the button. Like, <laughs> yep, it's very exciting on my end. Very um, exciting. After a lot of tries to get in, you know, when I'm hopping up and down with something I gotta say, you know, I'm glad to be on with you guys. This is a great discussion, um, you know, and uh, you know, you guys are you guys are doing it. So appreciate the time. Thank Thanks. you. Appreciate it, Steve from Allentown. Thanks for calling. <laughs> All right. All right, Tommy. All Have right. a good night, James. You too. You too. See? I feel, like, I feel like dad just like stepped in and calmed the two kids down fighting. Nah, because you're, <laughs> you're still a punk and you're still like, like I'm like, still not your friend. I feel like we were arguing in our room and like dad just came in there and separated us and was like, okay. Yeah. So you're both right. <laughs> yeah, he kind of he kind of did. But so you know what? Let's let's switch gears a little bit and switch to the other half of the conversation here and my part of the conversation where – there was a young woman who literally went to jail for this. Like she went to jail because she wanted her child to go to a better school district than the one that she was currently living in. So she brought her child to that school. She listed her, I think the father or the grandfather's address as their address because it was in that district and she enrolled her child there and she got hit with a Husky fine. They tried to make her pay taxes or pay back taxes on whatever because they didn't live there. And she said no. And she went to jail for that. 
So it's like, I better not see Aunt Becky or any of these other people on this list skip out on jail time. Like, they all need to be sitting behind bars. I don't want to see any probation. I don't want to see no house arrests. Like, I want to see legitimate jail time. Because if we're jailing other people for doing this, this needs to go across the board. Like, we need to stay consistent. We got to keep that same energy. So... I don't want to see nobody skipping out on jail time or taking deals or whatever, whatever. Like let them, let them sit in jail like everybody else for doing the same thing. You know, like it's, it's only fair. And for the record, sorry, not because you're on jail. I'll let you keep going. But for the record, before someone asked, yes, the woman who went to jail was black. Yeah, exactly. Just putting it out there. Her name was Kelly Williams, Kelly Williams Bowler. And she lied about her residency to get her daughters into a better school district. I don't think there's anything wrong with you wanting your child to have a better education, especially given the quality of education that children are getting in, you know, some of these some of these lower income neighborhoods and stuff like that in all the different cities. There's nothing wrong with you realizing that it's like, you know, dangerous minds in this school. Like, I need my kid to be going to a real school like so they can have a real shot. I don't want them going to this school. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And they need to figure that out. They need to figure out a way to either normalize all of these schools so they're on the same level, which they're not going to do, or they need to find a way that if somebody does have a parent or a friend or a guardian or whatever that's living in a district that's better, you should be allowed to bring your child to that district to go to school because technically you have family in that district. So somebody in your bloodline is paying taxes and is paying their, their dues and their duties or whatever you know, for that child to go to that school. And I, I just think that's fair. That's fair. You know, now if you don't know nobody in the area, you can't lie and, and, you know, lie. Don't do that. But if you have family that's legitimately living in that district, you should be allowed to bring your child over there to go to school. Like, it's only right. I mean, I would argue it's not even just, like, not even district. Like, I'm a product of this argument. I can, you know, tell a quick story. Like, I I went to Northeast High School. Uh, Northeast Philadelphia High School is in, like, the Cotman Algar, like, the greater Northeast area in Philadelphia. And when I was a teenager going to high school, Northeast was the number two school in Philadelphia, and it's in a really nice neighborhood in the Northeast. At least it was a really nice neighborhood. It's not so much anymore now because it's changing. But yeah. um, I went. I originally went to Dobbins. I remember when I was in middle school, they had a thing where it was like you could fill out the booklet and like apply for certain schools the same way you could apply for college. You had to write an essay and everything and get into the school. And then once you got into the school, then they went to the district that you lived in. Um, to put my mama on blast, we used an address that I did not live at in order for me to get into Northeast. And prior to that, the only reason I went to Dobbins was because my mom worked at Dobbins. You know, so I was lucky enough to have, you know, that situation happen for me because if, if that if that wasn't my situation, I would have ended up going to my neighborhood school, which was grad. And if I had gone to that neighborhood school, I can't say that I would have graduated high school. I would have been in class and in hallways and messing around with the guys from my neighborhood. You know what I mean? So I think it was good for my mom to get me out of that element. I know a lot of parents in Philadelphia, I'm not going to put nobody on blast, that do that, who use their relative's address or use a random address that they they could get something sent to to get their kid into another school in another area because the schools are based on the community that they're in. So if the community is a predominantly Hispanic community, then that school is predominantly Hispanic. And it's not like they bring in faculty that's predominantly Hispanic that connect to these kids. It's not like they bring in a certain kind of funding for this school so that they could connect to specific things that's specific to that area. It's generalized across the school board for the for the school for that entire school district. So some 
they get the same as anybody else or less than anybody else. And it's not a good situation for anybody. Like it doesn't set them up. Some schools are clearly worse than the others. And some kids, just because I live around the corner from here, or just because, you know, my mom is low income, my dad's low income, can't afford to put us in a good neighborhood. I now have to go to this bad school and I'm going to continue that down that cycle of going to bad schools and bad universities because I'm low income. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, I read a quote not too long ago that said something like, the cure for cancer and AIDS is probably in the mind of a child that can't afford it. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? It's like great things can happen by, I just don't feel like people should be grouped up based on their financial situation, especially when it comes to school. I really feel like it should be based on intelligence and people should be rising the levels of intelligence of each other rather than putting the stupid kids with the stupid kids and the smart kids with smart kids and blah, 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 just to say that for lack of better phrases, like, I don't think that's the case. I think we all should be striving towards everyone getting on a, a certain kind of level and being successful. The problem is that's not the situation. That's not the system. And like our caller Steve said, we live in a world of labels. So it's more important to have, you know, that degree on your wall or to have that label on your belt, this, this merit badge that you carry that says I'm smart rather than actually being smart, you know? Yeah, I agree. And actually, he checks back in on Facebook and says the real problem is the quality of schools that we allow. So we need to fix the schools to a level standard of excellence. And I agree. But, you know, we already have seen what happens when they try to fix schools in underprivileged neighborhoods and stuff like that. It just doesn't happen. Like it it never happens. I think what you said, Tommy, is a better idea where they send the booklet around and let kids apply to get into these schools, you know, like give them a fair shot, like write an essay, you know, show me that you have community service. All those kinds of things, like show me that you deserve to be in the school, and then you get a fair shot to get into that school. I think that that's the most fairest way to do it. You know, like I don't care where you live, if you can make the commute to get to school on time, you should be able to go to the school that you want to go to. If you get into it, like that's that's just common sense. Like, you know, like it is what it is. Absolutely, I completely agree. And you know, just bring it back full circle to our topic. A lot of these parents who have used their money to get their kids into university, the people who are part of this scheme, is doing a, a disservice to their child. They're doing a disservice to the, the the system of education and a disservice to themselves. Because ultimately, like, they believe in that mindset of, I have to get my kid this badge. I don't actually have to make my kid smart. I just have to get my kid this badge that says they're smart so then they can move forward in life. Yeah. But what's going to happen when they get to that university, they have to take that essay and they've never seen this material before a day in their life. But it's expected because according to their college essay or according to their application, they're very fluent in this or they're athletic enough to be able to handle it. You know, like, yeah, but see, like that's you, you just set them up for a bigger failure. That's what like that's that's the thing. Like when you have parents that are rich enough and affluent enough to pay for their child to get into school, you have parents that are rich enough and affluent enough to pay the teachers to allow their child to pass to scoop by. So if they've never seen that material before, because most of these kids were not smart enough to get into these schools in the first place, which is why the parents had to go to these ridiculous measures to make sure their kids got in, you know, like. They've never seen that material before. So when they get to the class and they start failing, now mommy and daddy have to come up to the school and hand the teacher a nice little check that says, can you just, you know, let my child scoot by? And then the child scoots by. So like you said, it's not about 
actually being intelligent. It's about getting that label. So, like, they are doing the child a disservice because the kid's not learning anything except for money can buy me out of all the problems that I have. And that sparks a whole nother debate mm-hmm. about issues that young kids have and people have in general when they think that money solves all their problems and that they're invincible because they have an unlimited amount of money. Um, and that's that's kind of the thing. So it's like, yeah, they don't even worry about whether or not their kid's smart enough to get to the school because as long as they can skate by with a C average, the parents can pay off the rest to make sure they still get their diploma. They don't care. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. That is a ridiculous way of looking at it, but that's the reality of the society that we live in. Yep. So in terms of the idea that, you know, these folks are going to serve jail time, do you actually think that they'll actually go to jail or do you think that they're going to, like, skate off because this is this is 50 people this is not like you know one or two little people that they can give a slap on the wrist this is an entire laundry list of people coaches parents administrators counselors that are all in on this so like what do you think is going to happen to these people when you know i guess when they're done investigating and, and pulling together all the pieces of this puzzle honestly i think it's going to be what happens all the time like they're just going to lock up the scratch they're going to lock up the little, the worker bees. But the people who were actually, like, in charge of it, the people who were in the positions of power to actually make the difference, like, they're not, they're going to get a slap on the wrist, as always. Like, the people who got caught, like, Aunt Becky's probably going to be made an example, you know? Like, she's probably the most certainly going to jail or anybody that's of her, you know, class because, you know, she's not that important right now. But that <laughs> college administrator... <laughs> That curator, those people, no, 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 they're not going to go to jail. We don't even know their name. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they they probably went back to work on Monday. You know, they got suspension right now until it all blows over, and then we'll see what happens. So, no, I don't I don't think – I think this is just – you know, it, it's news. It's something to talk about. But, like everything else, it's going to go away in a couple weeks. Yeah, and I don't think – I honestly don't think that they're going to serve any jail time, which is the, the, the part that makes me angry. Is I'm pretty sure – and this won't be the end of her career. This isn't like – I saw an article when I was researching today that was like, this is not R. Kelly, this is going to go away, you know, and she'll be fine, and this is not the end of her career. And it's like, you know, it must be nice. It must really be nice to be rich and affluent in America. Like, it really must be nice. Um, just to not have something like this ruin your life. Because any other average Joe, like you talk to Kelly Williams Bowler, the mother who got arrested for trying to get her daughter into a better district, I'm sure she's struggling. You know, I'm sure that this was not good for her, the jail time and all that kind of stuff and the fines and everything else that she had to pay. There was not, there was no rebounding quickly for her, I'm sure. You know, like there was no silver spoon that, you know, smacked her on the back of the wrist and then went right back into her mouth. That didn't happen for her. You know, so it's it's just kind of, it's like it's ridiculous how much money can get you away with things in in this country. Like it's preposterous. I mean, it's not, but it is. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where it's like when you think about it. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. It's messed up, but it makes sense. Like yeah, like money can buy you everything except love and happiness. And in some cases, it can get you a certain degree of happiness and get you a certain degree of love too. So, I mean. Well, they say, I'd rather cry in a Porsche than cry in a Hyundai. (laughs) Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, like, money gets you, it buys you options, it buys you opportunities. And that's ultimately what we're talking about right now, the fact that these people are using that money to buy opportunities for their kids. And it's like, when you say it like that, you know, it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound bad. Like, I'm well off, I'm in a position to where I can get my kids anything they want, and I'm going to do it. Like, because we can make this, or we can have this conversation to our face turns blue. 
But if you or I was rich and, you know, a college admission person came to us and said, hey, you know, give me a thousand miles, I'll get your kid into this university. Give it to them with the quickness and wouldn't think anything, in, anything different about it. But that is, you know, morally wrong. I'm taking away uh, a, a name on a list from somebody who probably deserves it, you know? So I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's definitely, definitely a great area topic. Yeah, Not I something agree. that you can just say you know, right or wrong. I agree. And we're going to keep watching. Um, I'm going to keep watching and see how the story unfolds. And, of course, we'll report back and let you guys know if Aunt Becky goes to jail. I Like, and again, again, the Internet is undefeated because as soon as this, this broke, there was so many full house scandals, like pictures of Michelle with guns in her hands, like when you got to break Aunt Becky out of prison. And, like, you know, <laughs> memes that are like, you know, when you find out how Aunt, uh, Aunt Becky got, you know, uh, the twins into college. I'm like, oh, my God, people like the Internet is always undefeated. It it always wins. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on the story and keep things unfolding as we can and let you guys know what's going on with it. But in the meantime, T, you have anything else to add to the conversation? Not really. Just a uh, shout out to Will, William Miles checking in and listening to the show. I appreciate you, uh, Bill. Um, and shout out to Ellie Armstrong. He's listening to the show as well. He's an avid listener all the time. Shout out to everybody that's listening on the watch party. I really appreciate you guys. Hope you can join the conversation. We do this every Wednesday. We look for my show every Wednesday around 9 o'clock. We'll be ready to be out here. Yeah, around 9 o'clock is the key word. <laughs> but anyway, T, where can they find you and follow you at? <laughs> our social media is always the same, y'all. Who is Tommy Flame on all avenues, everything, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Google me. Who is Tommy Flame? Who is Tommy you'll find me. I'm around. Oh, snap. So funny story before I give you guys my contact information. Two funny stories. One, remember like when we were younger? Oh, this is going to make me sound old. But like you would change your screen name like every other day. So like me saying, where can they find you and follow you? Like this week, my screen name is like da 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 Or like your MySpace name would change or whatever. <laughs> like that's, I guess it, it makes sense. Whatever. Anyway, so the other thing was MySpace apparently. Hold up. Real quick, before you go into that, I'm sorry. Because you brought up MySpace, and I don't want to forget it. The internet, like, had a, a seizure a couple of days ago. No, no, no. I was going to tell about that. Instagram <laughs> was not working. I'm only going to bring it up because I have been getting hits and requests from people actually asking me to add myself to their MySpace page. MySpace has a resurgence thanks to Facebook and Instagram. So, Jay, I don't know if you still control your page. I don't exactly know what's going on on there because it's a, it's a completely different interface now. But if you want some laughs for this week or this weekend, sign into your old MySpace. I don't even and know if I know the password to my right old now. MySpace. Get out of here. Like, yeah, I don't know the password. I don't know the password, and I'm almost 100% sure I can't access the email either. Right, so, exactly. Like, <laughs> that is just lost in space. Like, it's just, it's just a shrine now of oldness. But anyway, so I was going to say MySpace apparently had a blip also this past week or whatever where they deleted everything that was posted between the year 2003 to 2015 so all that whole window of time for folks is gone on myspace i'm trying to remember when facebook got popular and if i was even on myspace in 2003 but like yeah wait what yeah they deleted all my old content that's what it said i mean i don't i didn't get on my myspace obviously and check and see but it said that myspace had a blip and deleted everything between 2003 and 2015 so anybody who was on myspace between that time i think all your stuff is gone so i'm curious part of me wants to log into my myspace just for giggles i may do it and take some screenshots see who my top eight still is if anybody is even still on there and like just kind of see because i'm interested 
But like, yo, the real crazy thing is we was coding when we were kids. Like we was in there like making whole MySpace pages with colors and fonts and putting music on there that nobody could turn off. Like we was straight up doing HTML coding when MySpace was popular. And then Facebook came out and we all got stupid because <laughs> I can't do none of that stuff no more. Maybe a little bit of it. Maybe a little bit of it. But I certainly can't be putting embedding. No, I can probably embed some stuff. Whatever. All I'm saying is I forgot most of the things. That I used to be able to know how to do on MySpace. We was not coding. We was copying and pasting. I used to hear that. We was coding, though. But you knew, like, you know, like, you knew where to put the things in and where to insert stuff and, like, how to tweak things to get things to work the way you wanted it. So you played around with it. You had some fun. Like, now kids don't do that anymore. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. My social media, if you're trying to find me, is at just underscore jams on Instagram. I'm also Jamie Jam on Facebook. Um, the radio station is WJMS Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Uh, I also got books that came in. So if anybody's interested in purchasing my anthology that I am included in, please reach out to me. I'm really, really excited about it. I actually got to tell my story and all the things that are going on with me. So if you want to read it, I'll even sign it and, like, you know, I don't know, put like a cute little message in it for you because like I'm an author now, so like that's what we do and stuff. So oh my God. Like, you're like an author I'm now. Like an author now, so like you know, NBD, I can sign the book for you if you want me to. <laughs> anyway, I digress. But yeah, we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. Holla at me if you're interested in the books or anything like that. Um, I don't know. In the meantime, T, hit him with the phrase. We out here. Run that back, turbo. You can get the biggest Chanel back in the store if you want it. I gave them the drill, they sucked it up, I got them on it. I bought a new paddock, I had the white, so I two-tone it. Taking these drugs, I'm gonna be up until the morning. That ain't your car, you just a Lisa, you don't own it. If I'm in the club, I got that five when I'm performing. The back end just came in and all hundreds. Five's get a little cute shit, they all on us. I'm from Atlanta where young niggas run shit. I know they hating on me, but I don't read comments. Whenever I tell her to come, she comes. Whenever it's smoke, we ain't running. Drip too hard, don't stand too close, you gon' fuck around and drown Off this way, doing all these shows, I been on the road I don't care where I go, long as I get paid Bad little fire, she been on my mind Soon as I get back, she can stay Do this all the time, this ain't no surprise Every other night, another movie get made Drip too hard, don't stand too close, you gon' fuck around and drown Off this way, doing all these shows, I been on the road I don't care where I go, long as I get paid Bad little fire, she been on my mind Soon as I get back, she can stay this ain't no surprise. Every other night, another movie get made. Every other night, another dollar get made. Every other night, started with a good day. I feel like a child, I got boogers in the face. I'm dancing in the dollar, this shit is a parade. I don't want your train, I'm gon' want another slave. I had that draw that too many bitches getting saved. See, that's how it me, so I took a private plane. He puts a nigga like a while, working on my aim. Drip too hard, charge to the car. Designer to the ground, like a balance better name. Drip too hard, caution on the floor. You gon' fuck around and drown, tryin' ride a nigga away. Drip too hard. Don't stand too close, you gon' fuck around and drown Off this way, doing all these shows I been on the road, I don't care where I go Long as I get paid Bad little vibe, she been on my mind Soon as I get back, she can stay Do this all the time, this ain't no surprise Every other night, another movie get made Drip too hard, don't stand too close You gon' fuck around and drown Off this way, doing all these shows I been on the road, I don't care where I go Long as I get paid Bad little vibe, she been on my mind Soon as I get back, she can stay this ain't no surprise. Every other night, another movie can made.
Thanks for listening. Tune in 24-7 at WJMSRadio.com.